We want to be. <laughs> we want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want to be, be better. No, no, that no, didn't work. <laughs> okay, we, we want, want to be, be better. better. This is a huge episode today. I'm so excited because <laughs> this is really our first proper guest, by the way. Oh, well, well, just, oh just like everyone I'm else the other on the show. Like, fuck them. I mean, no, this no. is a huge deal. We have. <laughs> we have. No, um, the others, like. Uh, sorry it's to like everyone else who's ever been on this podcast, not a guest. <laughs> yeah. Look, they've come on because, like, they've been forced to. Because, you know. And then you're just. You actually give half a shit and we've like, I don't know how we've actually got you on, Okay, like maybe we should just let people know who it is. Oh, if okay. they couldn't recognise the voice, everyone, <laughs> uh, we have the one and only M. Rusciano with us today. Hello. Of yes. course I can. No, I'm really one. I've focused on going on the podcasts and shows of women that are mothers, that uh, have something to say, that are out there hustling. So, mm. you know, and you guys have got a good following. Don't don't put yourself <laughs> down. It's fine. And I really went on a mission to do this kind of, more of this kind of thing. Plus now my audience gets, you know, exposed mm. to you and it's all good. Yeah, awesome. I'm well, so excited. we're really excited because you're about to embark on a national tour, Rage and Rainbows, mm. doing a huge, is it A-Piece show? Yeah, got A-Piece uh, band. Yeah, band uh, 12 backing vaginas. <laughs> and they're my dancers. Okay, yeah. And uh, the bun- Are they actual vaginas? Yeah, yeah. No, they're big costumes. That each dancer's wearing a costume that I imported from Brooklyn from this amazing charity that um, they sew these custom-made vaginas and all the money goes to women's shelters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally. Oh, made in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's been fantastic. They're the name I probably – can you swear in this podcast? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so hectic. Every yeah. second word. Oh, Go yeah. for it. The bunch of cunts. Yeah. Um, so they, they're part of the show. There's a unicorn named Gary. Uh, my dad's there. It's a whole production. It's a bit of a circus. Yeah, because, I mean – and you were so talented, Em. No. Like, I mean, like... You God, I love that I just come here and just get... I, this is fantastic I mean, for like, my ego. Okay, I didn't know this and Annie just told me that you were an athlete yes. as well. Yes, So is there anything that it's you can't It's so unfair. Like, it's actually... No. It makes it's me It's like sick. when you were born, you were just given every talent. No, I wasn't. I have no patience. I can't let things go. Um, I'm, you know, there's lots of things. I'm bad at tennis. I'm really oh, bad at tennis. Oh, oh wow. wow. I know. No, oh, shit. How do you go through life? <laughs> There's so many things I am shit at. But um, the things that I'm good at, uh, yes, I'm, I'm lucky that I've – well, I've kind of worked at everything because I'm a bit of a relentless overachiever just mm. because, you know, I never felt good enough. It's just the, the classic type A eldest child personality. Right. So, uh, yeah. Bianca doesn't know about it. I'm one of those two. <laughs> you yeah. know, the eldest is always I, yeah. slightly psychotic and overachieving and look at me and yes. then the youngest is like, I don't care. And then the middle just gets forgotten so they've got their own issues. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You, you would know though because like you have do you know you've done exactly what my mother has done. Ah. So I'm the first. Yes. And it was my brother really ex- yeah, except I had a brother that was 2 years behind me and then my sister just turned 18. Oh my god. So I'm watching everything that you're yeah. going through and I feel like this is your overachieving thing <laughs> again. It was like, "Oh, I excelled yeah. at being a young mum. That was no. so easy." No, I'm an old mum. <laughs> now let's go and try it the other way. Look, it's hectic. I do have a 17 year old, a 12 year old and a 4 month old. 5 month old now. So three different stages of life. 
Um, Tala's getting hangovers. She had a formal on the weekend. Oh my gosh. Wow. Then Odette's getting hormones and Elio shits on his own dick. So, <laughs> like, it's three different hectic things all the yeah. time and, and I'm always flipping. And you're doing all of this while about to go on tour. Like, yes. how? I'm not. Please do don't ask me how I'm juggling. I'm, <laughs> juggling. I'm not juggling anything. Yeah. I'm frantically trying to keep my head above water. And, and at the end of each day, I'm just glad that the world hasn't swallowed me whole. Really, yeah. it's just about survival at the moment right. and enjoying my newborn. So, I'm still kind of in the bubble, but also frantically hustling and working and, and um, writing. And I'm also stupidly agreed to write a fiction book, my first one. So I'm halfway through that and finding time to write. It's like an erotica comedy kind of mish. So it's adult literature. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like lady porn. It's not porn. It's like, it's. It's a smart, funny book with really great sex scenes in it. I wanted to write something Jesus. like feminist. Right up yeah. Bianca's alley. Yeah. Like, we did a whole thing on um, masturbation. Yeah, good. And I, I was like, I need visual. Like, yeah. Porn. Bianca's all literature. Yeah, yeah and that's like so important. Yeah, mm. women. But when you're writing feminist sex scenes, when you're writing sex scenes for women, it's mm. really different to women like to know how it's going to feel. Men yes. like to know what the doing action is. Yeah. So having to reset my – because I've only ever kind of read, I guess, male-driven sex scenes. Yes. And the neutral gaze is male. So totally. going back and learning how to write as a woman for women confidently has mm. been a really interesting – Well, that's what Dr. Carl says. He's like um, – the main sexual organ for men is their penis and the main sexual organ for women is their brain. 100%. Mm. Yeah. The imagining. So I know, I know. So That's probably why we let guys, like, head fuck us so much. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they just, like, fuck with our minds and we're like, yeah, I keep coming back for more. I just think our standards are too low. Though. Oh, I, think so. I just think, I think that's all it is. But, no, I'm not juggling at all. It's um crazy at the moment and, uh, yeah, I've... Well, I think that um, we got you on this podcast because it is an upskilling podcast. Okay. And you seem to be killing it at mm. life, like from an outside. Don't believe social media. And I, I know. The highlight's real. Look, I've seen. When I'm crying it, alone at 3 a.m., Annie, I'm not selfieing. I'll tell you right now. Oh, my God. We actually were talking about how much we hate people that will put photos of them mm. crying on social media. How many times like, did you try to perfect that shot? Yeah, like, I know, right? I, it's like, I mean, I'm sad crying? for you, girlfriend. I'm sad for you, girlfriend. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through things, but I wonder how many times that selfie got taken. Exactly, we, but as well, yeah. I mean, like, when you're sad, it's because you're like, I'm feeling upset. You're not thinking like, oh, I can't this document would make a great, yeah, I can't. this would make a great post. Yeah. Would, no, I don't think like that. I yeah. always write retrospectively on breakdown. 100%. Never during, yeah. and that shit should never see the light of day. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, there's some really dark stuff. I, I need to process it. I look at myself it. in the mirror and cry harder. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've got it all out. Look in the mirror. Oh, I can't look my the children, um, my t- one of my twins always goes up to the mirror when she cries just to see what she's look- wow. she looks like. I think she's going to be an actress. You are in for some Yes. <laughs> and she just <laughs> she makes sure that she's dramatic just enough. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, I understand that um, you would never put a phone in front of your face. The hard things. Yeah, I yes. get that. But even the fact that you acknowledge, I think the – the fact that you even acknowledge the rawness and the realness mm-hmm. is a talent in itself. Mm-hmm. That you go on social media and like, I don't even have it all together. And then everyone's like, oh, she has it together just by knowing she doesn't have it together. <laughs> yeah. I can't win. Yes. No, I do. And my quest is to always make women especially feel less alone and less like shit, basically. So any show I put on or any piece of writing I do, I, I kind of have it in my mind of how is this going to help someone or improve someone or, and entertain. And like, it's you've got to do a healthy balance of both or you're just kind of ranting. So into the darkness and a lot of, there's a lot of experts online now. So, you know, I don't know. I just tell the truth. There's less to remember, but it's a curated 
stated truth. Like I said, like I do hold a lot of things back. Mm. I really respect my family's my family's privacy. Believe it or not, not everything goes online. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a balance. It's picking mm. the things I think will help people, and then the other stuff's just not. Yeah. It and is I. interesting, isn't it, when you do share so much of your personal life online? People think that they know you mm. and know everything that happens in your life. And you're like, no, you're only seeing like a snapshot of what it. I choose. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, don't get me wrong, I do show the good, the bad, and the ugly, but a lot of it I hold back and people think they know you personally and mm. be like, no, you don't. Like, mm. I'm happy to put stuff out there, but at the same time, you've got to understand that it's not everything and you don't know mm. everything. Mm. You know, mm. I can, think... Can I ask, how yes. has um, this time round having a baby with, like, social media and stuff mm. is very different now oh, yeah. than what it was when you... There was no had... Instagram for the last no. two pregnancies. No. <laughs> Thank God. So how is... Having a baby in this yeah. time. Yeah, different. Well, I mean, first of all, there's way more photos because <laughs> <laughs> they're just there now for him. Yes. My other two is like they just didn't exist yes. like before smartphones. So there's like, you know, we had to get take the photo to the chemist, get it developed, all that stuff for my yeah. eldest. Um, uh, it's different in that. I mean, it's easier to compare yourself to people. I think for me... It's made me feel kind of less isolated too. I remember I, I've, I've tried to become the person that I needed when I was a 20-year-old mother. So I, I felt really alone and, and um, kind of out to sea a lot of the time because I didn't see myself represented in the media or, or in anything that I was kind of experiencing. Mm-hmm. So I think when I set out on this journey of how do I want to write and who do I want to be, I, I've tried to be the person I needed. Yeah. So this time around with social media, I'm, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying I, – I get hundreds of messages a day day from people saying oh you know thanks I watch your stories while I'm up breastfeeding at 2am or you know you've made me feel like stuff's okay or that I'm not going crazy or my child's doing this and so I don't know I mean I think it's been a positive thing I mean don't get me wrong I get a lot of unsolicited advice yeah. and opinions <laughs> yeah. and generally if I want your advice I'll ask otherwise yeah. don't bother yeah. um, but I do often ask for advice but you know sometimes and I also I've really learned that it's easy for my husband to be a good dad so easy for him to be a good oh, dad. Just by yes. existing, right? Just, just by fact, turning up. Yeah, just by yeah. being Like, there. oh, a, a lady saw him uh, carrying Elio, our five-month-old, from the car to the pram and she said, oh, he's a keeper. And I'm like, why? Because his fucking arms work? <laughs> I know. Like, why is he a keeper? Yeah. Just by showing up, they're good dads. Yeah. Whereas if I put a picture up of Elio in the car seat and his belt is slightly twisted, oh, oh my God. Oh, that's oh, very that unsafe. So Your child's going to die in a car accident. True. You don't care. And it's like, Fuck, man, what yeah. about the four times I got up last night and the stretch marks I have on my vagina mm-hmm. and, like, oh, shit, you didn't even know happened. What about all that stuff I did? Mm, so it's yeah. really easy to be a bad mum and really easy to be a good dad. Yeah. And also, you don't – like, the other thing about social media, uh, you know, how we were talking about crying to the phone, as if you're ever going to put up when your husband is shit. No. Like, oh, I not- did once and I get, to- I get, dad sh- I get told I'm dad shaming. Yeah. What's it? Fucked. But then but those same people, like, are mum shaming you? Oh, yeah, yeah mate, you yeah. can't win. You know, yeah. I'll tell you right now. Because yeah. Scott rang me one day after a particularly bad night and said, you know what, I'm feeling really tired within myself. And I said, you know what I'm feeling within myself? You slept for six fucking hours straight. I had 90 minutes. I'm feeling like I want to reach through the throat, phone a th- punch you in the throat. <laughs> and I put that online and it was just mental. Like it was huge support. Like, yes, we own tired. T- I've clocked mm, it. Yeah. You don't get to be tired. You don't get to say mm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a lot of people go, oh, your dad's shaming. You know, at least, he's, at least he's there with you. At least you've got a husband. At least you've got a father. I'm like, you know what? I'm really sorry for those people. Yeah. But let me be pissed off as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> and. It's been a lot of yeah, it's, yeah. It's the the fetishizing of like 
women that will be like, oh, like when I see a guy like holding a baby, it's such a turn on. And I'm like, what? Just because he's parenting. Yeah, just because like he's parenting. He, they're like, oh, he's so responsible. No, I'm he's like, doing his job. Yeah, he's doing what he should be doing. Oh, and that's when I hear women say, oh, he's so great. He helps me around the house. Makes me wild. Just not yeah. helping you. Yes. Help is an act of charity. Help is implying that the person who normally doesn't isn't able to fulfill her task, yeah. which is you. Yeah. No, yeah. he's just doing his job. He's yeah. doing his fair share. Yeah, exactly. He's not parenting. He's not babysitting. He's parenting. No, exactly. It's not helping her. So, so shit. You or Clementine Ford or someone put up Clem the, and yeah, I reposted that's it. That's it. She's, yeah, she's yeah, amazing. Yeah, the, um, uh, what is it? A social media influencer. An influencer. An influencer. Yeah. Put up a image of a woman saying, like, essentially she was putting out because her husband was yeah. helping around Doing the house. chore play, they called it. If he helps oh, me around the house, I'll God. give him sex. Like, we trade in sex. Like, oh my God, fuck off. I know. It was really, <laughs> it was really shit. And, like, they. Do they realise then that that is sex work? Like that, like nothing yeah, wrong with sex no, work, no. but it's like you know they just go from one thing to the other constantly. Like mm. you, you, that's pain. You're pain. But this all snowballs into the mental <sighs> load and the unfair domestic load that women have at home, mm. and how we have three full time jobs, and it's just like we've really got to retrain women to know that if your man is cooking dinner or, or picking up the kids, that's not above and beyond. That's just baseline. Yeah, yeah. that's what we expect of him. Exactly. Yeah, that is exactly. that is that is like zero, and then anything on top of that's great. But yeah, yeah, I think it's that retraining that it's help. It's not help. He's not helping you, ladies. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. My mum, my her advice to me when I first met Liam was, um, don't be too capable too early. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? Because I used to do everything. That's really good advice. And you know, he'd pack the dishwasher and I'd drive me nuts. So I'd repack it, and yeah. she's like, what are you? doing yeah no because mm. this is the standard that you are setting mm. forever right for your own back yeah, yeah. Like, that's it like don't give them really good head at first yeah i mean they'll expect yeah, it but right. you're get on my knees like, this yeah. is why we're vegan oh, we okay. don't, yeah we don't no, yeah, nothing no, from no, a living I'm amazing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no, that is yeah. a real wow i mean unless you want to that's fine but yeah. you know yeah no that's a really good point because i have done everything for all of time because i'm so impatient and want everything done fast i want it done well yeah like, I'll say to my husband, can you fold the clothes? And then I'm like, oh, you did such a bad fucking job of it yeah. that I now have to retidy what you've done. But you have to let him do it. Yeah, I'm you like, have to you lower need to your learn standards. how to fucking do this. He wants to have a baby. He's like, we should have a baby. I'm like, you are my baby. I am oh. literally raising you. But you know, you, you have to put boundaries in and let him uh, be shit. And you have to be okay yeah. with that. No, well, I've said to him, I was like, you know, I'm not... I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I am tired of being your mother. I am not even married to you. I'm literally raising you. And yeah. so you need to, like, pack pack up your shit and get your shit together because you're like my stoner teenage kid mm. is what you are. But you have to let him do that. See, the, mm. we can't just blame and shit on the dudes. It's also our yeah. fault. So you, having said to him, you have to – I'm, I'm moving the goalposts. Yeah. I'm now not going to lean so far in I'm nearly falling over. I'm going to go stand myself up mm-hmm. and you're going to fill the space. Yeah. You have to let him fill the space without putting him down, without making him feel shit, mm. without harping on it. Just watch him and be like, yeah, okay, I asked you to clean the kitchens. There's crumbs on the bench. I'm going to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about him. Yeah. Say, Look, hey, maybe let's – because I just think we we kind of get in the shit and in the anger and we kind of spit stuff out. But then we don't really think about how where we want to be and how we mm. want to fix it. Yeah. So – I've, I'm really conscious of if you're going to change the standards, you're going to put boundaries in, you have to let them fuck up and you have to be okay with your standards dropping for a bit. Yeah. Eventually they'll get there. Well, but- I mean, my standards obviously dropped really 
fucking low because I married him. Oh, <laughs> oh stop it. Come on. No, he's Building beautiful. Him up. Building him up. <laughs> Um, you obviously have changed careers. I mean, you've done so many things. It's I do them all joke. at once. Yeah, I mean, I don't really change you careers. You were a bloody a hurdler? Oh, no. that was early days. Yeah, I was a hurdler. I was um, in the World Junior Team. That's how I met Scott. Uh, he was my coach at the Institute of Sport, so that was that ended well. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, no, sport and then kind of fell into idols. That. I, I did interior design at uni, which is what I'll probably go Honestly. back to. I love that, that one. Did I didn't you know, know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm an interior designer. designer. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I yeah, worked for one. I, lo- I love, that's what I'll end up going back to. I'm sure I'll be a, one of those old women dressed like an art teacher on crack with, you know, pretty much how I'm <laughs> You already are. Yeah, yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah. um, Your tour is called Rage and Rainbows yes. too. So. Well, I swing between the two. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Oh. But yeah, no, I, I, I just, they're all part of the same umbrella, I guess, everything that I do, except for the sport. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I grew up in Perth, so I knew you from ninety two point nine. Yeah, and I just stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I, I remember you had like an aquatic irrigation. Is that what? No, what? What? Colonic irrigation. Colonic, oh, colonic irrigation. Aquatic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was. At a colonic? Yeah. Oh, those were the days of breakfast radio yeah, where we had to do was... fucked up <laughs> shit to get ratings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the worst. And I remember oh, they never. filmed your face. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the shit Sorry I did. to wake up old crap. Mate. And then when I signed on to do Sydney Breakfast, I'm like, I will never. I had my contract no stunts, which is why I ended up being called very difficult because I said no to, you know, like getting into a coffin full of spiders. But yes, um. Yes, I did. Oh, that is so difficult, UM. Mate, oh, there's so many things. Drink your own urine, set yourself on fire, jump out of a plane. There's so many things I did during, I did the checklist of fucked up. Breakfast radio stunts. Oh, that is like a 101. Drinking breast milk, having your male co-host drink your breast milk. (laughs) Worst. How is that legally allowed? Oh, it is. Commercial radio is wild, wild west. I tell you (laughs) right now. Yeah, Yeah. because I remember. I did have the colonic. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. I also did like a nude photo shoot, like all the shit. I sold my soul, but I had no idea. I'd just come out of Idol. Mm. I was 25. It was my first gig, mm. uh, and and I just was just doing what I was told. Jumping I didn't know moves. I was allowed to say no. Right? Yeah, mm, that's a good lesson. Ladies. So yeah. yeah. Well, what's your advice then of putting your foot down? Well, it's it's really hard in that when women are direct about what they want, they are kind of viewed as aggressive. Whereas mm. when men do it, they're viewed as leaders. So you have to be okay with people calling you difficult, which I get called all the time, a diva, a bitch, um, opinionated. God forbid a woman and have a thought of her own. <laughs> um, so I guess you have to be okay with, you know, how other people are going to perceive you. But I just think it's really no is your friend. What I also learned was can I get back to you is your friend. So if no is a bit confronting for you, I've taught my girls, but you know, because we teach little girls to be pleasers and we teach little girls to be liked and we teach little boys to be respected. So, you know, we, we teach little girls above all that popularity and being submissive and nice is the most important thing. Be a good girl. Mm. Be a good girl. Shh, you know, don't do that. Don't make any trouble. And we teach little boys to be respected and get out there and try things and be a doer. So I think we need to flip that around. Um, so I guess being okay with someone thinking that you're, you're thinking less of you or thinking that your hard work is the first mm. thing for us because we want to be liked. We, like that's the number one thing. Women want to be seen as capable and to be seen as liked. So yeah. we, we don't we don't want to be no not liked. So that's the big thing. But I think I've taught my girls to say, "Can I get back to you?" That's so good. Mm. And yes. that that's much easier. It's an, a better easier than. I mean, I'm just a fucking hard ass with nope. Like yeah. that's I'm just like no. And I don't even. I used to give reasons. I 
I used to be like, no, I've just had a baby and, and I need to do this. And now I just say, no, I'm sorry, that's not convenient. And I don't give a yeah. reason. And and that's that's been a, I'm 40. It's taken me to 40 to be confident enough to do that. Yeah. But I think if you're someone who feels like your time's being taken advantage of or you, you're not very good at saying no or you're exhausted all the time because you're just trying to do everything for everyone and be everything for everyone, um, let me get back to you or can, can I think about it is yeah. another really great one. So they're the two ones that I've taught my two girls. Can I think about it and can I get back to you? All right. Well, that's cool. I'm going to start off with that and then ease my way to know. Yeah. Because I do do that sometimes. Mm. Like sometimes people ask me, oh, can you do this for me? And I'm like, oh, let me think about it. Great. And then I just say, I yes. just forget about it. Don't say yes. <laughs> you'll, just be, you'll just be bankrupt. Just never open up their messages again. I just don't respond. Oh, that's even worse. I, yeah. <laughs> I just get, I'm a coward. I just go, um, oh. too hard. And like, oh, it's not happening. If I don't do it, then it's not there. And Doesn't then you exist. have to avoid that person for all of time. Yeah. I did. And I avoided exhausting. someone for five oh, months. Oh my God. <laughs> because I couldn't say, I couldn't, that's an anxiety thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I have all of that. Like, yeah. And do you know what it was over? It was because I didn't put up something on social media and I missed the deadline and then I couldn't. Oh, like, or something like that and then I couldn't. Yeah, I'm so you're shit so, at it. No, no, you're not shit. You're I not need shit. to do that. Yeah. You just, yeah, you need to value yourself. Just put yourself first and also value them. Mm. Just say to them, just say to them mm. as long as you're being respectful to both, you've got to respect yourself and respect them when you're saying yeah. no. You can't just say no, fuck off, you're all cunts, um, which at times I've wanted to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that for that for your first little up skill from me is um, no is your friend, but if that's too confronting, just, just slow yes. the roll. Slow yeah. their roll. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so and as well. So we want to get some, obviously, as upskilling, and you've just given us that one. Good. We want to get what is your, like, best philosophical life yeah. advice. So oh, something you would. So I wrote down a ridiculous note here that says, something you'd tell your children if you were taken hostage and allowed one phone call. No, I get it. You know, like that. I mean, one, I wrote this a whole. Is what you've got to carry. Yeah, no. In my book, I have a just in case of death letter. So I used to, before I go away oh from my, my kids, gosh. write them a letter, yeah. giving them all the life advice that I wanted to bestow upon them. So when I got a book deal, I was like, "Can you please put this letter in this book?" Because mm. then they'll always be able to find it and read it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think about I clean Did you my cry house as you wrote. That? Yeah. Oh. But I mean, that's not a weird question for me because I'm I clean my house in case CSI have to come and I die while I'm out and they judge me. Oh. So like, <laughs> oh, totally. Annie has a problem of like. If, when she's eating bad food, yeah. I hope I don't die. Yeah, and when they, they eat my autopsy. See, I'm not alone. I'm the same. See, thank you. You must have very high levels of anxiety. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I'm the same. I try I, to control, and that's it's exhausting. Yeah, I try to control yeah. people's opinions of me, even when I'm yeah. dead. Yes. yes, that's pretty fucked. Like um, when you when you forget to clean your vibrator and you're out of the house and you're like, I fucking hope I don't die in a car accident right, right. now because someone's going to have to go through my shit and they're going to think I'm a dirty bitch. Well, my house, got, <laughs> I got given a big black dildo from the guys at the Laird. I was the only one of the only three female comics they allowed to do stand up there. It's an all male club in, um, oh, it's a oh. bondage club, and in Collingwood. And um, this big black amazing like dildo as a gift, saying thank you. Mm-hmm. I've never used it because it's terrifyingly huge, but I do just kind of keep it in my house and. My my cleaner kept moving it. Like I kept hiding it. She kept finding it, and and so I was just in this weird cat and mouse game with this massive black dildo on my cleaner. And like I, I just never addressed it with it because I'm like, how do you have that conversation? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's yeah. workplace harassment. I don't know, but, yeah. but I didn't know how to say, hey, I've never used this. This is like a memento from some gay men who I felt really honoured letting me into their space, so they don't normally let heterosexual women. Mm. And anyway, oh it was this whole gosh. thing. My life advice. Um, I don't know. I have a bit. Uh, the, the most recent one, which I love, which is really kind of applicable at the moment is do it from love not for love so 
that's been a really big one for me in terms of when I... Oh, my God, I love that so much. Yeah. Oh. When you're doing stuff for your family and sometimes you're like, you know what, fuck you, I made dinner all week's week, I've cleaned up, ironed, and you guys have said thank you. And then you go, I've kind of had to stop myself down and go, no, I'm doing it because I love them, not for their love. <gasps> so I think that's been a really good one. And also you can apply that to your art. You can apply that to anything in life where you're feeling like, well, why am I doing this? And then you think, well, I'm doing it from a place of love. And I think if you in any situation, this is my husband's favourite one, what would love do? So if you find yourself in a really shit situation mm-hmm. and you're feeling really angry and you're feeling horrible and vulnerable and pissed off, you ask yourself, if love was a person, what would they do in that moment? So that's that's kind of in under the same thing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So let's just um, add philosopher to the long list <laughs> no, of things. So much therapy. No. Yes. Like 20 years of going to see professionals. Do you, do you see a therapist? Off and on. Lot? Off and on. Yeah. Not at the moment. Uh, my husband's really great in that he's kind of a – he's a professional coach. So he's moved out of – he used to work in AFL. Then he worked um, with execs. He's worked with UN reps. He kind of helps high performers mentally. Mm-hmm. So the people who are at the top of their game, who do they turn to? So he's kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. So um, he's – really good with that stuff he's my go-to he reads on my emails before I send them he takes all the swear words out like he's my moral compass as is my oldest daughter now so um yeah no no that's just therapy is a place where I go if I've gone through my checklist of okay I'm feeling really stressed and, and mentally strung out when was the last time I ate when was the last time I drank when was water when was the last time I exercised uh, what have I got coming up and um have I had enough sleep and if mm. all those things I pass and I'm still feeling shit, then I will go to my therapist. Okay. Because yeah. um, are you a, are you a quite an organised person? Sometimes I'm I'm extremes. I'm okay. super messy when I'm making stuff. There's shit everywhere. Yeah. Um, but then because I'm type A and super anxious, I then have to organise everything so it's like display home organised. Yeah. Oh, God. So there's and no I'm, middle ground. You're actually I scaring can't me. Be like, like, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to be creative when my house is a mess because if I feel like, oh, yeah, I understand. I will relax more yeah. if it's clean. Yeah. yeah. And so I Sometimes, I though, I spend more time organising and planning than actually just doing, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the A-type personality. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. hard to get out of You can't get a balance. No. Oh, I'm shit with balance. No. Balance no. is a myth. <laughs> yeah. Like happiness is a myth. Yeah. Like happiness happens along the way. It's not a destination. Like no. it's not. Everyone's like, oh, I just want to be happy. Like it's some land. You're going to walk through the door and I'm here. And then yeah. they miss out all the times they were happy because they're yeah, looking exactly. forward. Um, and then the other one is uh, mean what you say and say what you mean. That's mm-hmm. one I probably have adhered to my whole life. I've got lots of, I don't know. All right. Well, now we've <laughs> got lots we of want them. to know like <laughs> your life hack. Oh, yeah. So the so the last one was very deep. philosophical yeah. and yes. deep yeah. and emotional. Yeah. This one is more uh, like a hack yeah. around you know like a little trick. Okay. Say okay. B just found out that holding down the space bar on your phone yeah, moves you can move the cursor. It around the cursor. Yeah. That's, that's like it's just simple. That's amazing. Okay, I didn't know that just six months know. ago. Yeah. yeah no, that's fair. And I mean that annoyed me because I put it up on my Instagram and I was like, holy shit, guys. And so many people were like, yeah, I already knew that. And I'm like, then why weren't you telling everyone? Because that has changed my life. Everyone should know. And if you're listening and you weren't aware of this, if you hold the space bar, you can move the cursor anywhere. Yeah, and actually, good. not even just the cursor. If you hold any letter on the keyboard, it will work. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, changed my life. No, I get it. Like, you know, roll your T-shirts, not fold them. What oh, is God. your little... Well, a phone one is um, I realised like this week that if I'm always scrolling through my phone looking for photos 
mm. like from five years ago mm. for us. So I've now started making favorite folders. So like just say all the photos relating to my show now are in one place because I was scrolling back three months to try and find them. Yes. So now I just click on the favorites and I'm able to access 10 photos that I, instead of spending five minutes. And so that was a revelation for me. Yes. Like the favorites in my iPhone. Um, the other one for mm. me is I, when I wash my stuff at home, I have a, a, a whole rack of hangers and I hang everything straight away and then I dry it hanging. That way you don't you get to do less ironing and you just put it straight in and the kids just hang them straight up in their cupboard. <gasps> oh, right. So you hang it onto the coat hanger. Straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wet tops, wet shirts, yeah. everything gets hung. Mm-hmm. And and then and even the baby's jumpsuits, they've got, got little baby wooden hangers. So everything's hung. And yes. Then, and then I yeah. hang it on the clothes rack and then I say to the kids, go and get your hangers. And if something needs ironing, it really does, um, then they'll hang it on the on the ironing board. Otherwise, they just hang it straight in and the cupboard. And it dries quicker because it dries it's separated. Quicker. And it's not all wrinkly yeah. and gross. And it actually maintains the structural integrity and you're of the garment. Out a step. Correct. Yeah. Oh, so it's straight one. out of the washing machine onto the hangers and hung on a rack. Brilliant. Hung on the clothes. Okay, well that's a really there good go. one. Do you do your eldest daughters? Eldest daughters. I mean, they are. You've, you've got a son at the end. I do. So yeah. I, don't know. I really <laughs> nah, said that's fine. Um, uh, do they do much helping out around yes. the house? Yeah. How have you done that? Like, got them? Yeah. Into and that? it's like, how do you get that to happen? Yeah. 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 Well, what what age? <laughs> oh, early. Yeah. Really early. My kids could both wash and dry the clothes and cook their own meals probably by ten. What? <gasps> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, they had to. Oh, I mean, yes, I've got eighteen months I'm to go. Busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, I want to equip my kids to be able to function without me. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be here mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going to happen but also I just think that's my job is to prepare them for the outside world well this is it look we there are so many people I mean I just said to your cousin the other day he's like what 13 mm-hmm. and I just said can you just one day go home and cook mm. food for your mum like mm. it, it it could be the shittest meal alive but mm. it will she will cry literal tears of mm. happiness but you need to start learning how to cook now because by the time that you're 18 you're going to move out mm. and you'll know nothing mm. like I was growing up in a house like Croatian mum does everything, mm. you know. When I moved out, I literally could only make two-minute noodles and it was like the saddest <laughs> thing. And I had to learn to be an adult by probably age 22 is yeah. when I had to actually start because 18 to 22 was like a drunken haze. But, you know, from that age on, I had to actually learn to be a grown-up and I'm like, that is pathetic. <laughs> you okay. need, I think you need. You should start being start learning early. Like you should tell your kids you cook one, like Monday night's your night to cook. Oh, yeah, we have that. Yeah. Everyone has a night to cook. Yeah, oh, I think really? it's so important yeah. because... Yeah. What do you do, though, then about... Um, making your daughters over-equipped and then them taking on the mental load, particularly yeah. if they're in a heterosexual relationship yeah. down the track. And I've done a disservice. I mean, I've done a disservice to them already and I can already see it. And um, I mean, your kids model you, especially the way you talk about your own body. <gasps> yeah. um, so you have to be really careful, especially mothers, how you talk about your own body in front of your kids because they'll model their behaviour on you. But yeah, my kids see me doing everything all the time. And um, so I'm very uh, like Scott's now kind of moved more into looking after the baby and helping with the di- helping and doing oh. the dinners. <laughs> See that? See, I'm still training yeah. and cooking the dinners um, more than I guess the average heterosexual yes. male would in a in a marriage. Um, not all men, just some. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh, don't. <laughs> Have you explained to people why we why that is not okay? Like, yeah, yes. Don't the, worry. You've, you've done, done the that. drunk driving analogy. You've done that. Oh no! Oh, what? What's the drunk driving analogy? Okay, so oh, I do know. I do. So Keep people going. say, oh, it's not all men, and we're like, yeah, we know. 
but it's enough men. And the reason we have uh, the drink driving ads is because we target all drivers because we don't know which drivers are going to be drink drivers. Yes. We don't know who it's going to be, but mm. enough people are drink driving that we need to address all drivers. Right. So men don't walk around with badges on saying future rapist, future abuser, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't know. So we have to target all men. And because yeah. enough men are hurting women, almost three women a week are dying in this country. So that's why we have to target all men. So yeah. when people say it's not all men, I'm like, no, it's not, but it's enough. Yeah, exactly. It just drives me crazy. I think this is the nourishment we needed for yeah. our soul. We, yeah. we um, listened to a podcast the other day oh. where we nearly died and it was about someone getting upset about International Men's Day. And so, yes, we it were was talking about upsetting. It. We were just, you know... We were saying, like, so I was complaining about it to my husband and he's, he's like, you know, the reason why there's an International Women's Day is because women are, are they're not top of the food chain, you know. They're a minority group, really. Well, he's well, like, we're, not, not minority, we're not majority. majority but I mean, but we're just, mean, but yeah. yeah, like, you know. And he's like, and that's why it's important that you get this day to celebrate and be like, our voices are heard. He's like, that's kind of like why there's Black History Month in America. Mm. There isn't White History Month because every other LGBT fucking day pride. is. Pride. Every other day is yeah. Anyone White privileged History doesn't month, need you know a day. Mean? Exactly. You don't need it. And yeah. it's like, and he's like, so I don't understand why men are like, oh, International Men's Day. It's like, we don't give a shit. No one cares. Like, mm. just. You've got your day, so you don't you actually have, to have a day every day. No, no, every day is International it. Men's Day because yeah. you can walk to your car alone at night without fearing for your safety. Yeah, happy International Men's Day. And as well, we were also <laughs> saying with, um, you know, people that say, "Oh, you've," oh, I don't know how to bring this up, but um, you know, you don't have to target. Um, like it's not all men. It's not all men, and it's like, yeah, no. But the thing is, the thing with toxic masculinity is that. We are victims of it, but so are you. Mm. And we are trying to break down the walls so that we're not being victimised, mm. but also that you're – because you're killing yourselves at a higher rate than anyone because you, you've you built this trap that you've set where you're not allowed to cry. We're trying to break down these like these walls mm-hmm. for your benefit, mm. and yet you're having a go at us and being like, oh, that Gillette ad really sucked. Oh, you know. Like, but it's stop. also like I try to kind of say, well, look, you also have women that you love and care about. Mm. So make it less about them. I mean, and less of an attack. I mean, when I'm speaking to male audiences, I do a lot of speaking for Beyond Blue and I try to kind of say, you know, you, you've all got mothers, daughters, sisters, wives, cousins, that you, women that you work with that you care about. Yeah. And that's all you need to say to them. And generally for me, I'm really tired of the uh, two sides. It's a middle road. Yeah. Mm. It's not working, the he versus she. And I'm and, and demonising men's not working and mm. we all need to kind of walk this middle path together of, of, okay, so how do we stop this from happening together? Because it's about picking up the tiny little seeds of toxic, toxic masculinity. It's about dads correcting sons. It's about dads not calling sons pussies when they cry it's about you know tiny little corrections that need mm. to happen right from the word go so the whole idea of, of shit slinging from both sides is, mm-hmm. is tired and boring and we're not moving forward we're still yeah. stuck in this anger so I think it needs to be about coming together and walking down a middle path rather than two sides so that's what I try to preach and try to do on stage and try to write about and talk about a lot is lifting lifting men up and lifting women up and, and doing it together rather than the he said, she said, that's yeah. just fucking getting nowhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Chasing tail, yeah. And that's, we'll go back to your show to yeah, end this, I think, because that's a good tie around, 
your show is all about female empowerment, yes. isn't it? Yes. Embracing your rage. It is. It's also to help the dudes understand what the fuck's been going on with the women in their life. Right. Like, so, I, it, so you're encouraging oh, men, men to always come. come. Yeah, I've, I've, like, a lot of husbands in the past have been dragged along and then usually the next year they buy the tickets. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, each year the male audience grows. Which, I mean, I have a huge um, gay male following, which is great. I mean, that's that's a given. I'm a campus shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I mean, the mums get the tickets straight away. Like, they're so organised. So, it, it's but, yeah, the dudes come along and the show is about kind of understanding and embracing why you've been walking around sick of everyone's shit but not really sure why. So, and, and ultimately how to get out of that. Because if you get stuck in the rage, it just poisons you from the inside out. Mm. And I just started, I was really pissed off 12 months ago. Um, you know, I left my job, my really high profile breakfast radio job in Sydney. And um, the press are writing fucking shit things about me. And I felt really out of control of my life. And so I started asking the women around me how they were twice. So, you know, you ask someone, how are you? A woman especially, she'd be like, fine. But in reality, she's fucking tired. She, she's behind on her mortgage repayment. She doesn't actually pay the bills. Her kid's got ADD. You know, she doesn't like her weight. She wishes she had a different job and all this shit's going on. So I started looking the girls in the eye and just saying, no, no, how are you? And then the tears had come. The hand oh, my God, on my... I'm actually, like, getting tears. You know what I mean? watching, you know. You... Like, the fact that you asked twice. You have I to don't ask know. twice. Why hey, I've never thought of that because only you're if talk- you're ready for the what's to come though. If yeah. you're not in a place to receive what's going to yeah, come right. after the second one, don't yeah. ask the second yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But if you're ready to, receive, which I was, because I need to know that I wasn't alone in this rage war that I was in with inside my head. And yeah, I would I would get the truth the second time. And so this show was born from from that, from finding out how women are really feeling and then a desire in me to fix that and to understand it better. And when it comes the next time, which it will. Mm-hmm how to process it and deal with it. And in that, I was able to write heaps of jokes and stand up. And the the show is stories. There's five original songs that I wrote with Kate Miller-Heike. Yeah, it's great. The songs are great. They're on Spotify now, so you can hear them before the show if you want or you can have them as a surprise. I prefer people to sing along. I think you enjoy a show if you know the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really proud of it. I I wanted to kind of leave my audience feeling lighter when they left and like they had a plan. but, yeah, it is stand-up and it's stories and it's singing and it's like this whole thing, this whole – it ends up being a bit of a revival, I guess, a bit of a church, non-religious church ceremony. So, yeah, I'm – oh It I sounds like you've um, truly made it from a place of love, like your, yeah. your advice. I did it. Every I time I wrote something, yeah, it came from love, not for love. Like, And, and this topic is a tricky one and it's not a sexy topic and I know people will hear it. Like last year I did stand up about miscarriage and I try to tackle really hard, dark topics to shine some light into the corners of them. And and um, this one's not a sexy one. And it's a turn off. People are like, oh, God, another angry woman. I'm not going to this show. And even then that's why I, I subconsciously put myself on a unicorn in the promo poster because I wanted to reassure people that it was a, a show about joy. But I shouldn't have to do that. But I did. Yes. Um, and even in interviews, people go, oh, so you're just angry for two hours. I'm like, no, it's a joy. It's fun. It's a stand-up show with songs and dancing yeah. vaginas. Yes. so Literal ones. Yeah, literally. Yes. Yeah. And the money benefits women's charities in the US. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, so it's – I love it. it it's – um, it's some, it's – it's definitely something. Like, I can't wait. I actually can't wait. I, I'm so I cannot wait to go. Yeah, go get tickets. It's going to be a good night. And bring bring the man with you.
with you. If you or just usually it's like 10 women have got together and they've rented a limo and they've drunk the white wine out of their dry and they've got their Nancy Gans on and their sparkles and their, and their leopard print. Like it's a fun night out. It's a big fun night yeah. out. So, no, it's uh, mraciano.com is probably the best place to go. And, um, yeah, opens in Melbourne at Hamer Hall on July 19th. Got two shows in Melbourne. Then we go around the country. So, yeah. It's, we'll put your details in the show notes thank you. if anyone's listening. Thank you so, so thank much you for so coming. Much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, you're such an overachiever. I'm not. So, if you knew what? how much I'm just desperately paddling. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I do. So, I do get a lot of shit done. Thank you. I will. Yeah, no, no, no. It. Own it. Own it. Take your yeah. own advice. Yeah. Own it. Um, You're such a lovely person and such an overachiever. And so we're so lucky to have you on our upskilling podcast to learn lucky. from the best. Not lucky. No, we're I really, said yes, I chose. We're so grateful Thank to you. have you on the show. Thanks for having me. taking time out of your busy schedule. But, yeah, amazing. And everyone go get tickets to her show. Thanks, We're going to be there. Good. I'll give you free tickets. Oh, don't. Join the millions of players around the world and bring in the new year with the all-time favorite classic match three game, Candy Crush Saga. It's fun to play and challenging to master with thousands of levels to switch and match your way through. Get that sweet feeling this new year with Candy Crush Saga. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play for free.